podcast where people who have absolutely no professional training but love video games get together to talk about video games because <laughs> it is a shared passion that three lost souls on the internet come together to celebrate. E, romantic that was even. Beautiful. Right. Mm-mm. You you are the wind beneath my wings, Shane. <laughs> and you are the sun on my back, Alex. How are you guys doing this week? Better now. Yes. That I am out of two and a half hours of stop and go traffic. Yeah. I have yelled once or twice today. Let's see how my voice does. <laughs> I, I had to look up what stop and go was. I was like, is that that sounds like a food place to me? It's the it's what happens when three different ac- accidents happen on my way back from Raleigh. Uh, or it felt like that. Man, have been only one. I was very, very angry. <laughs> how much did this cost you? It cost me about an hour and twenty minutes. No, I'm talking about money. Hmm. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, there was an accident in front of me that caused a crazy amount of stop and go traffic at rush hour. Oh, see, I punched in stop and go because I imagined that it was like a retail establishment in the states. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like... like when you move five feet and stop. Oh, okay. then you wait I five you. minutes and move five feet and stop. Stop and go traffic. Yeah, see, south of the border, there's this thing called traffic chance because there's Don't more know, people we, here. We get that. We get that. <laughs> yeah, it, it it depends on the city. Uh, my town ain't so bad for it, but I've been in uh, I've been in Toronto, and Toronto has freeways uh, like L.A. Yeah, I've been to Toronto. I know those freeways; they're terrifying. Yeah, the uh, the only th- Kayla um, has kind of like a travel bug, and every now and then she asks me about you know. Um, what do I think about going to Toronto? And I told her that the only thing I really remember about my trip to Toronto is I took a walk from um, from the CN Tower where my hotel was, and I went down to Much Music, which is kind of the Canadian equivalent of MTV. And by the time I got back to my hotel, my leather jacket was wet and sticky from the smog. Ooh. Whoa! That's Toronto in a nutshell to me, anyway. And I'm sure that, you know, P- listeners who live in Toronto, I know Toronto is considered one of the great cities of the world. But as a, as a small town boy from Central <laughs> Canada, oh, those buildings were mighty scary. All your big town mm-hmm. folks with your highfalutin ways and that thick air. Ooh. Yes, yeah. Wow, air in New York doesn't have smog. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's weird. But, uh, yeah, so I'm not talking about video games. Chamberlain, I assume you've played some video games this week. I did. I I finished Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I'm sorry. It's not a bad reaction to it because I've decided that the game is cowardly because one of the complaints about the first game was that you could kind of augment yourself into a corner because you would run into these boss battles that assume you have taken combat augments. So if you're going straight stealth or straight hacking, you just get your ass kicked by some of these bosses. And Human Human Revolution is the first one. Mankind Divided sidesteps that by having one boss fight. Holy shit. One boss. Okay, and and as like a hacker, 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 how Uh, did you fare? Fine, because he was so easy, I just shot the stuff anyway. I could have, okay, this guy comes out and he's got a robot with him and two flying drones. And I could have hacked those and disabled them, but... It took the same amount of time to shoot them than it did to hack them. So even fully blown, fully blown hacking was kind of underpowered. So I had like no combat skills. I just hid behind a chest high wall and shot him with armor piercing bullets, and then the game ended. I'm already yawning. So yeah, um, the game felt like an expansion pack for the last game. Yikes! So and it's a shame because aside from the awful facial animations, the game looked decent. Um, it, 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 I mean, it felt like a good one-third of a story, 
Like I just I just beat like the mook and I want to know who's in charge. Well, that's the next game. You have that's to what you that's one. what you want to ask yourself at the end of a video game. You want to ask yourself, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Like that's it. So, yep, can't recommend that one. That was not not what I wanted out of a Deus Ex game. Not no Deus Ex game has been what I wanted out of it since the first one. They've all been disappointing in their own way. Thank you. I thought Human <laughs> Revolution got way more praise than it deserved. Human Revolution was better than this, but it still wasn't. It still didn't have the same freedom that the first one did. I, I don't like it when games lie to me about it being open world. It's fine that Deus Ex was an open world, but they. Like, they... <sighs> I don't remember them implicitly promising that it would be. Yeah, but like when you say you have to explore downtown Detroit, I don't translate that yeah. as two city blocks. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, and all, all like the. It was amazing how many conveniently placed heating ducts there are in the world. (laughs) This door is locked. Hmm. Oh, there's a heating duct. It goes just to the right place. It just feels so contrived sometimes. I kind of feel like Square Enix is just kind of sucking lately. Yep. Very much. Like, I've heard very, very little about the new Hitman beyond the fact that, you know, a new area is out. I love Hitman enough that I'm still considering buying that disc when it comes out. But... People defending it. They like it. Yeah, there's, there's... there's new Deus Ex, which kind of sucks. Yeah. They shut down uh, the studio that made Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sucks. The last great thing from Squeenix is actually Tomb Raider. Yes, <laughs> is actually the last Tomb Raider, <laughs> and uh, I'm playing through it right now. It's not really all that much better than the last one. It's a little better, but not by much. I. I actually like the first one a lot better. Really? Why? Uh, it had more going for it. The story completely stalls out halfway through. In the second one? Yeah. Yeah, the... Well, we'll, 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 we'll get to it, but um, the only thing I'm kind of disappointed with it so far is uh, I remember the open areas in the first one being a lot bigger. I finally got to an open area that was pretty big and really satisfying to kind of go around and explore everything and find all these hidden tombs and find all this hidden mm-hmm. stuff. Um, There's only like three of those. Well, prior to this, there were only two of them, and they were really small. So if they if there's not like another two at least, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, there's. So you're talking about the uh, The Russian installation? Yes. Okay, that's one of like three, maybe. Okay, good, good. Give me two more this big. Hmm. Make them gorgeous, because I'm really not kind of digging all these. Yeah, the last one is the high point. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I've I've actually I, I picked it up when I picked up uh, Exist Archive, just as like a whim. And yeah, it is it is really good. And I'm playing it, and the the Sony fanboy in me shrieks at the thought of this. This is better than Uncharted. It's not it's not as good a shooter as Uncharted is, but it's a better platformer. It's a better adventure game. It's got better stealth, I think. Absolutely better yes. stealth. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. The only thing that is absolutely awful, and Uncharted Four was not perfect when it came to this compared to The Last of Us, but holy shit, this story presentation is so bad. Yep. Like I was recording cutscenes just so I could put them on the blog and say this is so no, shitty. Like, remember months ago when you told me it was up for like a writing award? I was just like, no, it isn't. Come on. Yeah. And like, like I, I, I still remember the very first thing I think that I kind of that kind of sticks out to me is like Lara is standing there with Jonah, who was one of her buddies in the first game, and she's like, "You, you should stay back." Looks back at the camp. 
with them. And she goes, no, I'm, I'm here with you till the end. And she looks at him and she says, I'm not giving up. And he looks at her and he goes, I know. And there's something, and I, you kind of don't want to say it, but there's something really almost offensively lazy feminist about it. Like lazily feminist. Where it's um, like that, I'm not turning back. I know you're not, Laura. You're so strong and, and cool and awesome. You could never give up. You're that cool. And it's, it, there's so little. It's really twilighty. Yeah, there's so little actual relatable humanity in this. And Lara herself is not, doesn't come across as very human. None of the characters really do. It feels very B-movie. Camilla Luddington is trying as hard as she can. Yeah, she's not bad, but I feel like the direction, the director, oh, yeah. whoever directed these cutscenes is useless. Yep. Whoever wrote the game is really bad. Like, there's no subtlety here. There's no, there's no real storytelling. Uh, spoiler it, alert: the supernatural element is exactly the same as the last time, almost to a T. It's don't don't spoil it. it oh, it's already you're, it's already been laid out for you. But the gameplay is delightful. Oh. It, for sure. And it's, it's gorgeous. It's why I'm here. It's why I haven't played Overwatch in a week. And I do <sighs> like the, the know, final area. It's really nice. I did. And, um... Oh, God, I had something else. What the hell was it? Oh, yeah. The, the villain's love... not bad. The villain's actually pretty okay. There's there's some really... Um, I love, like, the little things, the, the story pieces that I'm finding. Like, uh, like just that, that whole opening bit about this soldier chasing the prophet, like, across the ancient world. Oh, yeah, the meta story is pretty decent, actually. Yes, like, there's all kinds of really, really cool shit in that. And I love that when I beat one of these optional side tombs, which really are not any better than the side tombs in the first one. It's yeah, like one puzzle and you're done. So great. But I love that the reward for that isn't like a little knickknack or something. It is literally ancient knowledge. Yep. And and now I heal faster or something. Like that's really cool. <laughs> I did love that well puzzle. That was really fun. Yeah, like there there and and it's it's regularly gorgeous. It's not as gorgeous as like an Uncharted game is, but it's it's on the same level as like Dead Space, where it's triple A, it's not blowing anyone's socks completely off, but boy, it's good looking. Here's a mm-hmm. here's a lovely screenshot. It's really nice. I really like it. Look, Dead Space 2 had two or three really good cutscenes. It absolutely... Like, Dead Space 2 was far and away the high point like, of the series. when Isaac finally gets captured by, like, the... What was it? The, uh... What were the cultists called? God damn it. I don't remember. Uh, but he's like, You people are fucking unbelievable. And I'm like, Thank you. I've been yelling at <laughs> the entire game. That's what everybody else has been thinking. Yeah. He just said it. All right. Why are you... You're just... You're destroying humanity just because we need a villain. Come on, guys. <laughs> So, having put uh, Deus Ex to bed, out of ten, what do you think? It's that dreaded six and a half, seven out of ten. Ugh, the it's why even bother? It's not bad, but it's like, you're done, you're like, meh. I hate the meh. Yeah, it's, I would either have it be offensively bad so I can be amused by it, or be good. But this is just, it's, it's safe and it's cowardly. I had a really strong first impression of Exist Archive. Where, it, like, at the beginning, I'm I'm really loving this. Like, I feel like this is a JRPG that I'm actually going to finish. And now I'm about ten hours in, and I'm getting to meh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I think it's just because they are laying out new mechanics incredibly slowly. Mm. Like, I still don't have a new skill for any of my characters. I'm just <sighs> getting new characters. Um, the only thing I've got that's really new is... Uh, 
okay, so you, you got an enemy, you got a bunch of enemies in front of you, you send out, you know, triangle square X, triangle square X to send yeah. out these three guys, and they do, like, area of effect attacks, and that builds a super meter, and the super meter is shared across the entire team. And then once that meter hits 100%, you hold hold R1 and hit the corresponding button to one of your heroes, and then they'll do an ultimate attack. Okay. That is as deep as the combat's gotten. No, oh, after 10 hours? Yes, oh. and as when enemies attack, you hit the corresponding button to block, but there's no such thing as a perfect block. There's no way to completely mitigate the damage coming in, and even if all of your characters are blocking, any they will take enough damage to knock off half of your super meter. Yeah. So... But at the same time, the game is gorgeous. Yeah, it looks really nice. Like, on V... Like, the whole... Every time I saw a screenshot or a trailer for that game, I know that this is a screenshot they're showing me of the PS4 version. It is unbelievable how good-looking this game is on Vita. Like, ridiculous. The world map is these swirling pieces of land that are like... it's, It's like an orange was peeled in a cylinder, or kind of. Like there's so there's these shreds of of land around this central tower construct, and they're all constantly slowly swirling. And when you look at the world map, you're kind of zoomed out of this broken planet, and then you hit X, and you realize that was all in engine, and you zoom in to the huh. last place you were inside one of these, like on the inside facing the the tower. It looks amazing. It looks so good. And, weirdly enough, the combat kind of reminds me of Resonance of Fate, in that Mm. it is kind of that fun, where it really feels like when you hit a button here, you're actually letting something off the chain. It feels kind of powerful like that. But, again, it's developing so slowly that I'm not... See, Resonance of Fate was always changing, because you're always adding some little thing to your gun. But not only that, but when it started, you had the entire combat system at your disposal. Yeah. And it was incredibly complicated. Mm-hmm. And you lost says, for a while, then you figured it out. And you're like, wait, this is awesome. Yeah. Yes, and this this is at the absolute opposite of that. The other thing I really like about it is the levels are Metroidvania 2D platformers. Cool. Yeah. Yes. The platforming itself is like as simple as it gets, but it is a lot more interesting than oh, wait, just wait, walking wait, wait, around wait. an overworld. Because like that, that was like my thing. I always thought I'd do like a 2D platformer that would sometimes turn into like random RPG battles. Is that what it's doing? Oh uh, yeah, but the battles aren't random. You okay, will cool. see a like a cloud of red mist, and you can get first strike to start attacking instead of blocking first. And if you can ever see what the enemy is, it's like a boss or part of the quest you're doing. Okay. Okay. So they already have a better idea than I do. Good. Don't <laughs> <laughs> that suck? Someone so, beat yeah, me like, to it and did it better. Ah. <laughs> it's really not bad. And even now, just talking about it, I kind of want to start it up again. But today at lunch, I uh, I still had it suspended in my Vita, so I could have just opened it up and kept playing. But I suspended it, went over to Darkest Dungeon, looked at Darkest Dungeon and said, no, I really should play Exist Archive, went back to Exist Archive, said, you know what, I'm just going to read the internet. <laughs> and that's how I spent my lunch break today. Paralyzed by choice. So what, uh, oh yeah, 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 I, uh, I read a headline for Alex's blog that convinced me that Civilization VI, VI is no good and boring. No, it's so boring. It is so <laughs> boring. I sat down yesterday for like, what I would assume was going to be 20 minutes, going to, you know, hit the, hit the medieval era and, like, go get some groceries. And, you know, five and a half hours later, I finally just, make dinner. Just, oh, I was going to assume you just starved. Um, this is helping me diet. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's, it fixes all the problems I have with Civ Five. It I am the kind of guy that I can't really think more than, like, 10, 
12 moves ahead, so I always go economics. I want a huge you know, pile of money to get me out of any trouble I get into. And I've already found a lot of really fun ways to just... Let me put it this way. I used, like, the most money per turn I could ever get in Civ Five was like 400 And right yeah. before I finished on Chieftain, I was getting 1200 per turn. <laughs> and it's not broken, because they keep jacking up prices. But I'm always in the sweet spot of having enough to get me out of like one problem, one or two problems. But I can't just spam whatever I want. Yeah, I read the Eurogamer review. It sounds like an incredibly intimidating game. It is. Um, I had... I. It took me years to get into Civ. I bought Civ Four when it came out because it was getting all those rave reviews, and I had to see what that was about. And man, I couldn't get outside of uh, whatever the fourth level difficulty was. I just I would get steamrolled by a warmonger within thirty turns, and I was just so mad because I wasted forty five minutes for nothing. I thought Civ Four was like the gold standard. Yeah, people like it, but it's really hard and really dense. And Civ Five streamlined it in a lot of really smart ways, but they pissed off, you know too many people in the process so this is like a happy medium but the big problem is every 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 time they tell you we fixed the ai civs and every time they've lied to us <laughs> they're all weird pricks that make weird rash decisions and the art of survival is just realizing like who's massing troops on my borders doesn't matter what you say to them and what they say to you in about 10 turns they're going to try to kill you and there's nothing you can do. You, there's never been anything I can do to stop someone who's been massing troops. But once you know survival shit like that, you basically get into the other fun stuff, which is the uh, tech trees are split in half. Social tree, social technologies on one side. You know your democracy, your government stuff, your research like tech. Tech's on its own. So basically, culture is now completely necessary, which is cool because I've always you know been a huge culture dude because I love you know. It's one thing to win, you know, just killing everybody, but if you can just make them all begrudgingly accept that you are technically the best place to live on Earth, <laughs> that, that always boosts my ego a little bit. Is um, anyone hearing an echo? Not me. The uh, the Eurogamer review uh, said that you can basically, um, you can keep good relations with anyone as long as you just keep on feeding them envoys, basically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, no, he's talking about city-states. That's a whole other thing that I really oh. love. Oh, okay. City-states are... Fantastic, because like you can, if ever every other sieve cuts you off from supplies, you can find like an economic sieve, dump some envoys into them. If you become like you know the master of that uh, um, city state, they can boost your GDP by like ten percent, mm. which is huge. So like, and when you take it from someone else, they get pissed. <laughs> but yeah, like um, they did this fun thing where every single tech, you know, researcher. Uh, culture has like a mini quest attached to it which if you achieve those conditions research time gets cut in half okay and it's like you know getting a cookie hey you built two airplanes your research time for advanced flight is cut in half that just saved you 20 turns that you can spend on something else and what it does is if if you get too far behind in technology you're no longer trapped like you were before hmm. and it's brilliant Apparently, it's, it's it's well optimized for like low end PCs too. I wouldn't know, but it's running. Like, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> no, I just got oh. I just upgraded to like the 1070, so it's those are some Megan Kelly balls. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's God's honest truth now. But no, like it doesn't. It's not really. I don't want to say it looks worse than the last Civ, but it's definitely more stylized, and that that'll help people out a lot. Hmm. 
in Civ 5, even on my monster, it took forever to boot up. Like five minutes, period. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like a long time. But again, like, once you're in, you're going to be there for a while. <laughs> okay, so after uh, after Deus Ex, what landed on the plate? Um, Gears of War 4. Have you and, been playing it? Oh, I have. Oh. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard good reviews. Yeah, okay. That, that, I must confess that I am kind of a Gears fanboy. I really That's like them. Um, and, I mean, for me, Gears is, is the Xbox flagship action game, not Halo. I think the Gears games are better single-player single games than any of the Halo's game, Halo yes. games. I don't really ever touch the multiplayer, especially now because the multiplayer is filled with people who've been playing it forever, and they're really fucking good. <laughs> so I don't even go in there anymore. What but about Horde mode? Oh, I'll get to that eventually. I want to finish, I want to finish the campaign first. Um, like that's and like, what's, it, yeah. what's interesting is there are pieces of Horde mode that have been added to the campaign now to kind of break you into it. So hmm. you have like an area you have to defend, and you have a construction tool in the back where you can build a couple things, like a turret or, or, or a barbed wire or something for defense. And then a wave comes, and then you've got a minute to rebuild things, and then another wave comes. So they've kind of snuck some of Horde mode into the campaign, and it's fine. It works quite well while they're putting it in the story. Um, just like any Gears game, it has wicked difficulty spikes that come out of nowhere. And it's, that's nothing new. This is just what it does. So last night, I'm on this giant elevator descending down to the bottom of, like, I don't know. They, they don't even know what's down there. And the name of the chapter is, like, The Pit to Hell or something like that. So, and it's, it's a horde-based thing where you go down a little bit, it stops. You defend what's attacking you. You go down a little bit more, it stops. And I got stuck in an area last night where... <laughs> It's like wave after wave. At first, it's these little guys, and it's shotgun guys, and it's sniper guys, and they just keep coming. And I don't know how I'm going to beat it, but I know that I will because that's what Gears does. It drives you to the edge of frustration and madness, and then you kind of figure out what one piece you're missing, and you can finally succeed. So, I don't it, understand why you're okay with that and not Dark Souls. You know, I, that I, sounds I don't, frustrating as shit to me. I don't have an explanation. I was getting really pissed last night. I was on the same section for like half an hour, and then I gave up, gave up, went to bed. I was falling asleep. I mean, playing the game is exhausting. So, I, I don't have an explanation aside from my fanboyism for him. I mean, when Marcus Phoenix shows up, I was like, "Ooh, it's Marcus! He's back! He's old and he's cranky!" Ooh, maybe it's so, a directional thing because like Gears of War is pretty straightforward, and Dark Souls is intentionally maliciously obtuse. It could be because I know exactly what I need to do in this section. I just need to survive this next wave. There's no ambiguity. It's like, here are the guys. They're coming to kill you. Live. See, that's that's why I didn't like Gears, because it was so one note to me. Like, where are you going? Forward. What are you doing mm -hmm. when you get there? I'm going to bet you're going to shoot some stuff. guys. Yes. I'm going to yeah. pop in this room for some grenades, and then that's about all that's in there. Maybe a cog tag or something. I mean, it's... There is a definite rhythm to it of, you know, loud, quiet, loud, quiet. Where you, well, you move into an area and you have a little games, bit, though. well, yeah, you, you have a little bit of exploration and talking, and Marcus complains at you, and then the it's not it's not the locust anymore. They don't know what they are. They're this other kind of weird alien thingy that may be locust. They don't know yet, um, and they show up and you fight them for like fifteen intense minutes, and then it lets you breathe for a little bit, and then it happens again and again and again. So it's very formulaic, but. I like the characters. I mean, Marcus's son is, of course he's a prick, because he's Marcus Phoenix's son, 
and Marcus is back, and he's cranky and old, and the you new characters are prison dead. like I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, because because um, JD is is his name. JD Phoenix does everything Marcus tells him not to do. So apparently, what happened at the end of Gears of War three, the Locusts are defeated. They're all dead, and the Cog, because they um, there's no enemy anymore, become this militaristic state. They like take everything over. And a lot of people don't like that, so they start living on the outskirts of society. So Marcus tells um, his son, don't join the COG. And he yeah. joins the COG. And then Marcus tells his son, don't leave the COG. And JD deserts the COG and now has everybody <laughs> in the whole world chasing him. So he does the exact opposite of what Marcus says to do. And it's hilarious. It reminds me of my relationship with my son, actually. <laughs> so um, I'm at the point now gets, where Marcus is missing. He's been kind of kidnapped by the new monsters and you're kind of chasing him down. But we got some Baird in there, though, right? Uh, no Baird yet. Oh no, he's my favorite. I'm pretty sure Baird will show up, and I'm, I'm I've seen in the trailer that that Cole is still alive, so we'll get yeah. some Cole train action in there somewhere. So I I mean I I it's just fun. I sit down and 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 after two and a half hours I'm spent. I can't do anything else. I'm like collapse on the couch and go to sleep. But it's I don't know. It's more gears. If you didn't like gears before, you're not gonna like it now. But this is like higher proof gears. This is like Everclear gears. <laughs> oh, it looks uh, really good. It it does. It, it makes heavy use of HDR. So <laughs> explosions and lightning. There's these things that show up out of nowhere. They're called wind shears, which are basically just these nasty lightning storms. But the lightning is so bright compared to everything else. It just pops. And it jumps out of the screen at you almost. So yeah, it looks it looks really good. Runs really smooth. Um, the Coalition, I mean, if anybody's worried about the Coalition making a decent Gears game, they proved they can make one with Judgment, which I thought was actually really good. Yeah, my buddy really liked it. Yeah, I mean, Judgment, for a side story, it was good. It worked pretty well. So the Coalition have proved that they can they can take this franchise, they can mother, make another two or three of them, and I'll be fine with that. So I am happy with Gears. It's good stuff. When was the last time a franchise got handed off to a different developer and it didn't take a dip? Uh, Halo actually went to 343, and the new Halo's not bad. That's a good point. Halo. So really, okay, when was the last time a non-Microsoft franchise? <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, see with Uncharted. Uh, what? Who's oh, over Uncharted? No, actually, uh, yeah, Ben did an Uncharted game, and it was pretty good. Oh, that's right, Golden Abyss. That's right. Okay. But then uh, Senzaru got sly, and that was long. Oh, I oh that. yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Really, it's worth noting that Crystal Dynamics was not the original dev of Tomb Raider. Weren't they? No, no. They were around, else. though, right? I think so. Well, yeah, they was, make they make gags. That was the Silicon Knights, wasn't it? Who started Tomb Raider? Core? I, Silicon Knights sounds right, but now I want to look it up. Hang on, I got Wikipedia. No, never I don't think Silicon Knights is it either. Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Hang on. <laughs> Tomb Raider. Oh, first installment of many of shit I forgot to say about Civ Five. Religious units can fight each other now, like battle mages with lightning bolts. Cool. It's delightful. Because now you can just basically, in Civ Five, if... Core so, design. It was core, hmm. okay. So you got Holy Wars, Jihad. Yeah, really, because like in Civ Five, you could ask other civilizations to stop spreading missionaries, but there's nothing you can do because they can slip through borders, and it was really goddamn frustrating <laughs> but now I can kill them with lightning bolts <laughs> <laughs> so I like it a lot Gandhi sent God. seven missionaries to me on one of my island nations the other night and I fought them off with like three apostles which are like you know the generals <laughs> it was fun <laughs> Gandhi's still a prick 
He has to be. It's to be expected now. Well, you know that quote about that he had is like, we fought with nonviolence because it's all at our disposal. Had we had nuclear weapons, we would have used it. Yeah. <laughs> Puts a lot of shit in perspective. Yeah, well. Um, so uh, before we get on to the headlines. <clears throat> yeah, I got to, I got to level five. Of oh, we're going to do this. Yeah, Well, I, we already kind of did this. it on the blog. We did, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's kind of the beginning and end of it. You're like, well, this isn't fair. And I'm like, no, this... I was expecting this. <laughs> this is exactly what the game needed. I I didn't like it because it changed the rules. As, as opposed to adding a mechanic, it changed the rules of everything that had been before it. No, see, for me, what we're talking about, listener, mm. is in Thumper, let's say you're, you're barreling down the track and there's a beat you have to hit, and after that beat, there's a turn. If you don't have your button pressed going into the turn you can't uh, use the slide to bank off that turn. And you'll just hit the wall and you'll take damage. 50% of your health, or it'll just kill you. With the with this new mechanic that we're talking about, a certain sections of the track, you have to hit the beat on the beat. Previously, you could have missed that beat going into the turn, but as long as you had hit the button at some point and could turn away from the wall, you're safe. Yes. With this, you have to hit the beat... And then the next beat, and then the next beat, as long as this threat of damage is hanging over you. And it's very clearly indicated when this, when yeah, this is under it's, effect. it's this ring that forms around the track in front of you with lasers. Yes. And so it's, it's very obvious when it happens, and your stress level just goes, bling, <laughs> when, yep. this thing is, when this thing is there. But for me, it was like, yeah, because every, every other mechanic in the game could kill me if I fuck it up. This is just the core mechanic of the game can now kill me if I fuck it up. It was completely reasonable to me. I bet this is a great party game to watch. Yeah, Kayla really likes watching it. Have you looked at the trophies for people who actually finished the game? No. What? It's at like 1%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Become even the 5, is at, even level 5, which we just finished, is at like 5 or 6%. I showed it it's to... It's hard. Uh, yeah, I showed it to Kayla the other day. And I started. I, I went back to like level two or something just to show her, so that I could show her they're like constantly dying, which is what I was doing at level five because you know it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I was getting S ranks back to back to back because I've just gotten so good at Thumper. It <laughs> it feels like you know this classic arcade game that you're just I'm just getting better and better and better at. And that clip that I put up the other day of S ranking a level five mission, yeah, like that's just what like I'm just you know playing some Thumper. I beat a mission, okay. The next mission comes up and I just did it all perfect because I was that fucking good at Thumper. It felt only amazing. if it was visually interesting. To me, it is. It is, and it sounds amazing. I love the way it sounds. I'm playing through it with Kayla, and there's there's just certain beats that I'll turn to her and go, "I love that beat." She goes, "Yeah, it's really cool." Like she, I don't know. She she's getting it the same way I'm getting it. And I really okay. love that. All right. Well, I'm not going to begrudge you for enjoying something. Nor will I force you to buy the Amnesia games as recommended. Thank you, because they're so they're so fucking hideous. Like I'm looking at that trailer, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this looks like." This looks like a PC game from 92. It, it kind of does, oh, but they're still terrifying. 99, let's be fair. <laughs> I don't know, whatever Thief came out. I can't promise you won't get them for Christmas, though, because you really should play them. Thief the Dark Project. No, Thief the Dark Project was like 98, 99. Amnesia looks better than oh my that. God, wow, you just pulled a date for Thief, like... Out of your head, that's amazing. Yeah, well... I can do that for... Okay, fine, a PC game circa 98. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, they, they look better than that. Amnesia. Yeah. Not by much. Not by much. Okay, are there any other Game Diary things we have to discuss here? Hmm. Is it headline time? 
Mm, no, it's, we got lots to talk about in headlines. Oh, have Let's you seen um, oh, Extra yep. Credits uh, series on Overwatch's asymmetric design? I watched half of it on um, on the Heroes today, and mm-hmm. they just kept on going back to talking about the level design, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here to listen to Heroes, and I stopped. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I do love Extra Credits, and when I heard that they did a video on Overwatch, I was totally hyped to watch. I should have just watched the level one. But the level one's good. I love extra credits. They're so, so yeah. Good. Oh, I'm loving extra extra history more now. I I would like it more if they didn't use that voice. I I don't I, mind I, it. I, I want to hug him. I, I know like him. he's very. He angry. actually you hear his real voice when he does those Dark Soul playthroughs. He's he could he could do his own voice. I don't know what he's what his deal is. <laughs> it's the know. character. I mean, he's yeah. playing a character that's doing it. It's just kind of like yeah. Cute little cartoon guy. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then James pops in and he's you know all dusky. <laughs> James is like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Headlines. I dust with my goatee. <laughs> I, I love, I love James. I'm being a dick. Okay. Um, the Tomorrow Children is now entirely free to play on PlayStation Network. I've always been kind of curious about it. I don't know that I have time to actually look into it. Do either of you give a shit about Tomorrow Children? No. No. It's free. Eh. It looks that now that looks like a. A game made in like 2004. Uh, oh, I just see. do not care about. I don't know. I think I think it looks kind of stylish. It looks like a playset on your TV, kind of. Yeah, the porcelain doll thing. Yeah, I, I don't dolls. know. I'm not in the mood to play something that is like. Like apparently, it, it it the way Jim Sterling put it, it it makes fun of or just talks about uh, not totalitarianism, but uh, just communism. Communism. Thank you. And it's just like I don't want to play that. I know how it works, and it's it's hell. <laughs> okay, um, bunch of Vita news. <clears throat> Yomawari Night Alone was pulled from the PlayStation Network. It was supposed to launch on Tuesday uh, because the price was wrong. It still hasn't reappeared. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be twenty bucks. Uh, I ordered the physical limited edition from NIS America, and it hasn't shown up yet. I'm so sorry. It's still in customs, and I really want to get it before the weekend. Um, so yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders is getting a lot of really, really good reviews, and I want to get it instead of World of Final Fantasy, but the only way to get a physical copy of Dragon Quest Builders on Vita in English is to get the Asia release, and there's, like, a problem with the manufacturing. Oops. I'm really sad about it. Uh, Retro Action Platformer Exiles End is out now on PS4 and Vita. I haven't seen any reviews of that yet. Neither have I. Yeah. Anybody heard anything about that Final Fantasy XII remake that I really, really want? No, I haven't. No. Not since the announcement, actually. God. I not thought that. Uh, Skullgirls will get a physical release on PS4 and Vita through Limited Run Games. It will be available for pre-order on October 31st. That's a, it's a good fighting game if you have the stomach for it. It's basically Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah, I, I bought it on PSN when it came out just to support that dev. It's an acquired been... taste. It's But it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, the animation is gorgeous. And the mechanics are very, very good. But you have to like that... Team-based yeah, fighter. It's, it's it's Marvel. It's, it's the speed of it. It's incredibly yes, fast. it's really it's that's a great game to watch for tournaments because yes. the guys who are good at it are really really good. Um, a Vita exclusive game came up on Kickstarter this week. It's called Rogue Raiders. It is like a multiplayer RP, action RPG, from what I can tell. Um, and yeah, like the only platform they're supporting is apparently Vita. It looks really ambitious. They're only asking for 33,000 euros. Well, like which, you said, y'all are diehards. 
Well, we are, but, uh, well, okay, it's, uh, I, I, maybe this just wasn't the game to do it, because it's been up for three days, and it's only collected, uh, well, ten, about 10% of its goal, a little over 10%. Yeah, yeah boy. Uh, 4.6 thousand euros. Um, but yeah, like, Vita, Vita, ba Vita gamers are really passionate, but looking at the game, there's no way, there is no way this game can actually be developed for that much money. Like, just looking at the screenshots of it, it looks way too ambitious. So you're, you basically, you smell a failure coming here on this one. Abs either, either the Kickstarter fails or they succeed and the game never comes out. Yeah, <laughs> if you've never made a game before, I'd love to see it become, like, standard to, like, to prove yourself you can have, like, a playable demo. Yes. Yeah. That like, should be a standard. Uh, like... In fact, it still blows my mind that it took so long for Indivisible to hit its goal when they started with a playable demo. Yeah, that's crazy. The first thing they did was, here, play our game. Check, see if you think it's awesome. Wow, this game's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. God, why isn't that out yet? Oh, man, that's going to take a while. But they're, yeah. they're doing, like, con like on my email still pops up at least once a month with an update from them. Yeah, okay. What's going on. Well, still know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they're working on it. Uh, Atelier Shally, Alchemist of the Dusk Sea for Vita, is coming west on January 17th, 2017. So that is the entire Atelier Alchemist of Dusk trilogy <laughs> is going to be is open. Is it any good? Um, it is... Uh, they're 7s they're or 8s out of 10s. They're solid. Okay. Uh, and they're very light. It's like a... How to put it? It's like a it's bubble a tea. Cup, yeah, a cup of tea before bed? Yes. It's, it's very... Yeah, it's, it's very comfortable and doesn't really try to challenge you all that much until you decide to be like the person who fights the secret boss and gets the true ending and all that jazz See, then it that. is hard fucking core that's something Final Fantasy XII did very very well mm. there's well, so many secret MFers out there that'll just kick mm. your ass <laughs> uh, okay in general news Darkest Dungeon is physically available for retail in Poland <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh, what? They're not even a Polish dev. Yeah, this blew my mind when it popped must up on Twitter. Most of their audience. Is it the PS4 version or the Vita version? Or? PC. PC. Oh, PC. okay. And Red Hook are, quote, looking into other regions. I don't care if it's for Linux. I will buy physical edition in English <laughs> when it comes out. But I must keep on harassing them for a Vita version. Um, the, is, uh, is it because that Poland has just terrible infrastructure? They can't download anything? I have no clue. That like, can't there, be it. I bet there was just, they no just... reason why. Had the hmm. most demand over there, probably. Maybe. Maybe there was just like a local dev or a local publisher that was like, "Let us do this. Here's the deal," and they were like, "Okay." Hmm. Like who knows? I don't like they. There wasn't a post explaining it, but yeah, something's amiss. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Actors Union SAG-AFTRA has officially begun a strike against eleven video game publishers, including Activision, Disney, Insomniac, WB Games, Take Two, and a bunch of others that none of us have ever heard of. Uh, basically, they want residuals from super successful games. They want a piece of the pie. So my question on that for residuals is the value of software at retail decreases over time. Yeah. A $60 game becomes a $30 game, becomes a $10 game, becomes a no-dollar game when you can just buy it used somewhere. How will that affect the residuals? Is it the resid will the residuals decrease over time because the value of the game mm. has decreased? Well, I, think, I don't. I don't know how it works with TV because that that seems to be what they're trying to go. That is ab this. that is absolutely where they're trying. And to I go. don't know how that works. And yeah, it's a model that doesn't really seem to fit. Well, it's it's a model that actors um, have for TV work and film work, and so they're just trying to apply it to games. But the fact is, um, 
tragically, the fact is an actor comes in and works on a game for two weeks, a month, two months maybe. The developers working on that game are putting in 50, 60, 70 hour weeks for years. And they don't get residuals, <laughs> usually. Yeah, well, one has a union and one doesn't. Yeah. And that's a sad fact. Yeah. And they um, should totally unionize, but... But... Yeah. But they'll just hire a bunch of kids out of university who are exactly. working in the industry, right? Um, so it is... And, and just looking at all the talent that's been supporting this strike, um, the, these are a bunch of actors that I don't want to see. Without The person on my Twitter who's kind of leading the charge is actually Phil Lamar. Oh, he's a great dude. Yeah, Samurai Jack, man. Um, everything. He's an every, everything. Everything he's ever done. He was a crackhead in an episode of NYPD Blue, and he just stuck out. He was so talented. Oh, dude, he was he was in the beginning of um, Pulp Fiction. That's right. That's right. Marvin got his head blown off. Yep. Oh, man, I shot He Marvin did not say Why one again. Why did he do that? <laughs> yeah. So, as another parallel, how, to, how does it work for television voice actors? How does it work for, like, The Simpsons? For the Simpsons, they make like a, a third of that. Yeah, they, the their Simpsons contracts make, are insane. The Simpsons make a the guy, the Simpsons actors make a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, it's not a really a good example, but okay. I would I would imagine like a, like a that, Saturday morning cartoon or something like Justice League or you know. No, I think I think it depends on the contract that you sign with whoever. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I don't really know. But it sounds like I'm poo-pooing it. I'm not. Absolutely, I'm absolutely not. I mean, they should they should get what they're worth. But I, I think they may be choosing the wrong thing to chase, choosing the wrong model. Maybe yeah. maybe front load it. You know, a percentage like some small percentage of sales for the first year, and then you let it go. But, like, but I thought if, like stories like the guys that worked with you know Rockstar and uh, the the guy who played Kellogg in Fallout Four, Kotaku said he didn't know what game he was working on, mm. and so he really Ooh. couldn't negotiate a contract. That's, that's true. dirty. Yeah, that's dirty. The, the guy who got hired to beat Marsden had no idea. The guy who played Nico had no idea that he was going into a Grand Theft Auto game. So he how do you negotiate? So he didn't even know he was working for Rockstar. I, I don't know about that, but I know that he had no idea it was going to be Grand Theft Auto Five. The guy who was Marsden had no idea it was going to it was going to be what it was. Um, so yeah, you're like you're absolutely right because these games are incredibly secretive. You can't have leaks, right? Um, but I, and I hate that model anyway, but. <laughs> I think I like silver lining. I think if this is successful, and it's probably going to be successful, because you can't just downshift the quality of all the voice work in all the games, or find people that are willing to re to make these phone books entertaining. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't just downshift at this point. Like the 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 public has gotten accustomed to a certain quality, so they're probably going to win something. And when they win something, the developers themselves, the staff, the programmers, the artists. We'll say, well, then we would like something too, please. And so maybe this is the first step in what Chamberlain Hopefully. was saying last week mm. is finally getting like a union for video game uh, workers. I mean, there's just really rampant means. abuse of overtime and back yes. pay. And once it's unionized, are you prepared for games to take twice as long to produce? Yeah, I am. Okay. I mean, I think what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, whenever like. <laughs> Last Guardian, when all these games get pushed <laughs> back for like five or six months, I'm like, great. I'd rather play something that's ready. Yeah, and um, and uh, like you know, uh, Dying Light is hugely is hugely valuable to me. I love Dying Light with a burning passion. Yeah. Doom, you know, is hugely important to me. But half the time, the games that really stand out to me in any given year is something like Guacamelee or this year a Darkest Dungeon. Mm, Smash Surprises. Yeah. yeah. 
small small things like a great game can be a great game regardless of of the size and if you need that many man hours on your game just have that many people i mean I guarantee, we, yeah sorry I, I guarantee you ubisoft can do it <laughs> i waited patiently for 4 years for fallout 4 and it's fine yeah, and I, the thing is, there may be horror stories around. In fact, there probably is. No, oh, definitely. But, <laughs> but we haven't heard them. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll. This will be a definite growing pain, but it is required growth. Mm. Well, yeah, because it's not going to get any smaller. No. Uh, moving on. Snake. Battle- Snake. <laughs> sorry, my girlfriend sent me a poke. Oh. Um, <laughs> Hollywood, act, or sorry, <laughs> Battlefield 1 on PS4 outsold the PC and Xbox One SKUs combined. God damn. Isn't that weird? And it, <laughs> What's well, the dominant console? Yeah, all absolutely. Combined, all combined, it didn't break a million, according to uh, Titus, who's an industry Yikes. insider. Oh, I was hoping World War sad. 1 would get its place in the sun. Well, no, uh, I haven't seen a bad review of it yet. Yeah, people love it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, speaking of The Last Guardian, it has gone gold. It's done. All right. Who's ready for a game that looks like they finished it three years ago? <laughs> Gird your loins for disappointment. Oh, yeah. Okay, um... Character-driven cartoony action-adventure Night in the Woods will launch on PS4, PC, Max, and Linux on January 10th, 2017. I am totally hyped for that. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, you we need more have... punk rock games like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Night in the Woods is the story of a 20-year-old cat named May who uh, dropped out of college and has come back to her small New England town in the depths of depression. And she hangs out with all her hipster emo friends, and there might be something in the woods. And that's really all we know, <laughs> but there's yeah. there's a free playable side story out called like Lost Constellation or something, and everyone in my Twitter feed who has played it talks about crying. So apparently it's quite good. Okay. I mean, that's basically my life, except add a couple years and a college degree. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to drop out. I mean, God, man, this English degree, guys. <laughs> well, I'm sure it will serve you, uh, you well. You, you could teach. No, yeah. I can't. can't. I make more money winning tables by like six, hey. grand. six grand a year, man. Gross. Yeah, America. Well, America. actually, North Carolina in this, yeah. in this instance. Um. Bethesda this week has been making a lot of headlines, or at least you've seen a lot of really kind of passive-aggressive articles on the media sites. Well, they just cut out half their revenue. Of course they're pissed. Talking about how uh, Bethesda is no longer sending out pre-release review copies to publishers, period. You will get our game the day before it launches to the public, that's it, period, for everyone across the board, except for this one guy on YouTube who has really been very supportive of all our games. We gave him a copy of Elder Scrolls Special Edition early, a month early. Um, Gross. And a lot of a lot of gamer sites are really kind of displeased about it. Um, mm. But the problem is when you... Those reviews, they're reviewing a game that is missing its day one patch. And all games have a day one patch now. So the game they're reviewing may not be exactly the game you get to play. And how often are reviews revisited? Um, depends. depends. Depends on the site. The Polygon actually did a really good job with that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Some, sometimes sites totally do. Uh, I know that uh, Brandon Jones of Game Trailers has an editorial um, deal where after release day, no matter what patches are released, it doesn't matter, the review store, score stands. That's Because that's little, the game you released. That's not fair, though. No, That is really fair. Isn't. That's the game no, you released. Beca- no, because games are much more fluid than that now. 
Yeah. I mean, think yeah. about this. How much has Darkest Dungeon changed since day one? Okay, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely a fair example. That is totally a fair example. It's better now than it was before. It's, well, so no, like, I'm better. just I'm taking the Vita example. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It crashed. It crashed a lot. It would have been... It would totally have affected the score. But um, let's let's just play devil's advocate. Let's say you are, you know, on a military base in Afghanistan or something, and no, you can't download a patch. And your, ah. kid, just, your kid just sent you this game for Christmas. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, you're not checking review scores. It's kind of stretching the analogy. But <laughs> anyway. Hope that thing launches. Um, PlayStation VR outsold the PS4. Oh, it's worth noting that one of the first games Bethesda did this with was Doom. Mm. And was Doom was Doom. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it can't be all bad. Anyway. Uh, PlayStation VR outsold the PS4 in Japan on its launch week. That is surprising. That's kind of amazing to me. Yeah, 300 bucks isn't too crazy. Yeah, the Japanese like their gimmicks, though. They do. For them, it's not a gimmick, it's a feature. But one of the things you always hear, and maybe it's just bullshit, is that space is at a huge premium in Japan, and that's why mm. they love handhelds. Okay. How are they doing VR over there? Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to, like, get up and move around and wave your hands and shit. I don't know, whatever. Outside? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I assume we have all slapped eyes on that Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, baby. The f- yeah. I've been looking at, like, just some past videos of Red Dead Redemption, and it's you still got to look. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> to, me, it, to me, it just it really kind of throws up a highlight that, oh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto V was a last-gen game. Yeah. Yep. Rockstar has not like taken the current gen and said, "Just come here. We're going to see what you can do." Oh my god, it was so good looking. And people talk like rational people. I... Well, Man, I Rocks... we only heard a little bit of dialogue, like right at the end. But it was good. I don't like, know. I don't like know. yeah, it's all like it, you it know raised questions. It, it's you know the classic trail. You don't know what you're doing here, son. It's like really you know evocative stuff instead of yeah. specific things, but. Oh, I think crap. it's still. It, I think it's already proven to me that the dialogue's better than Grand Theft Auto Five. Well, we'll see. That's what I was yeah. hoping for. I feel like I feel, I feel like, that, I feel like that's quite an assumption <laughs> based <laughs> on the amount of evidence well, we have. Well, that's just because so like I forgot just how much better the dialogue was in Red Dead Redemption. Because well. I'm just going back to old videos, and I try to get into Grand Theft Auto Five again for my new graphics card, and just I I can't. I can't do it. I can't. When you're when you're going for a certain style, like you know, you decided on noir, you decided on western, that mm-hmm. allows you to, I don't know, play around a lot more. Whereas if you're going for a realistic style, yeah. if you're going for realistic and there's anything wrong with it, you can really feel it. Oh yeah, but like it, like, like how do I put this? Like Rockstar, when they take it down just a notch, I think they're just so much more effective. Huh. Yeah, but that's true of anyone. That would yeah, sure as hell thought... be true of, like, fucking David Cage. Anything <laughs> oh. David Cage did, Rise of the Tomb Raider, oh my god, get an editor. Less is more. Yeah, Seriously. if you told me David Cage wrote Rise of the Tomb Raider, I believe you. <laughs> yes, I would too. I totally would. It is that bad. It's really sad, but thank god for that platform. Um, <laughs> a collection of the Amnesia games, The Dark Descent, oh. Justine, and A Machine for Pigs is coming to PS4. Apparently I have to buy these ugly-ass no, walking simulators. I will not, I will not enforce games. that Thank as, as recompense for, for Thumper. But you should, because Amnesia The Dark yeah. Descent is, really is, good. is probably the most frightening game I've played since the big ones of Silent Hill 2 
and um, oh shoot, the camera did, one, camera. Did you know that Fatal Frame Two? Yes, is, Fatal Frame uh, Two. Yes, three ninety nine on PSN this week. Oh, I should buy like it. here we go. It, on it, PS3, it, the, the monsters aren't great, but there's just these really great atmosphere in certain areas that's just oh, really for, hard to yeah. actually the weakest part of Dark Descent is the monsters yeah I hate because once you finally see them they actually kind of get annoying but the yeah. build up and everything that happens around it I mean you, you and the reveal oh my gosh it actually worked yeah and what's actually happening is a yes. decent twist yes and when there, I, I still remember there's, there's a large area you're moving through going to different torture devices mm-hmm. and he gets to each torture device and there's like a little playback you hear something and there's it, Oh, just so creepy. Was that the part with the pig that you dissolved? Yes. Yeah. When they put somebody in the pig and they, they light the fire underneath it. God. Yeah. And there's this one great part towards the beginning where you're walking down a hallway and it's this really opulent sort of like drawing room. There's lots of like hunting trophies on the walls. And you hear this like panicked dog barking out off in the distance. You see there's like wooded area to the side and these huge windows. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, this is that's a little weird with those dogs. And you turn the corner. There's a couple dissected greyhounds on a table mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just like what the fuck is going on yeah and, it, and it, it's kind of a pity that a machine a machine for pigs was not as good no I mean I played it and it wasn't it wasn't bad but it, yeah the dark descent though is it's a it's a what tremendous is, what is time. Justine I hadn't heard you of know that I, I don't know I don't know what that was either <laughs> yeah I honestly don't know I mean, I'm going to buy this collection because I'm hoping it means I'll get more games like this and like the uh, underwater one that they did yeah, that was name I've already good. forgotten. Shit, yeah. what's the name of that one? Oh. Soma. Soma. Thank you. Yeah. Soma wasn't as frightening as these. Soma was more intellectually interesting, I it think. It was. But Dark Descent was much more frightening. Apparently, like, it's funny. Am- apparently Justine is just DLC for the original Amnesia. Oh, weird. That means I must have played it and I've forgotten it. That's yeah. not good. What I, I loved know. about um, Soma was, like, you heard audio diaries from people that sounded like they were literally stuck at the bottom of the ocean at the end of the world. And it was... Yeah. That was really gut-punchy. Yeah. Like, yeah, not like the, over the top, oh my god, the world ends. It's like, this is it. We're all gonna mm, die here. What's gonna happen? What are you gonna do? It was, yeah. like, it was really fucking grim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Soma's got a pretty grim ending once when yeah. you start thinking Ugh. about it. Yeah, we saved humanity? <laughs> sort of? But now I'm stuck down here and I killed the only other person and there's another version of me about two miles that way who's going to be pissed because I locked him in a room. Uh... Oh, actually, did you hear about those uh, memory crystals? No. What? They invented these uh, crystals that can hold 320, like 350 terabytes worth of data and they can withstand temperatures over 1,000 degrees Celsius and they say it'll be preserved for almost over just over a billion years. Hmm. That gives so me a lot of hope. It's, it's a good place to put all my porn. Right. Or okay. maybe, you or know, great works of literature. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all that kind of nod at the back of my head. Like, you know, we've lost like 90% of silent films. Mm. What happens yeah. when all our hard drives break down? Do yeah. we lose a lot? That's one of the things I really kind of hate about having a, like, I love my physical collection, but I'm aware that Blu-rays have a shelf life. Yeah. What is it, like 20 years? I don't know. I know Wait, it's I know not good. What? I didn't know this. Hold on. Yeah, it's not Elucidate good. me. Eventually, the material will break down. Yeah. Seriously. So we're back to VHS. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Hard, for external hard drives, it's like maybe 12 years. It's really, 
Oh yeah, I can Wait. vouch for those dying yeah. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I've, got, I've had one for seven years. Well, I'm fingers crossed. Mm, back it up, baby. Back it I up. I did. Now, uh, we do have some the big news of the week kind of to talk about, but before we do, movie news. Yes. Uh, director Tim Miller left the Deadpool sequel over a disagreement with star and producer Ryan Reynolds and the show's two writers. Uh, the writers and Ryan Reynolds basically wanted to keep the tone and style of the movie similar to the first one, which is mostly a comedy, uh, and relatively small budget of like 60 million. Um, the director, Miller, who also directed the last one, wanted to go way bigger and get like way more special effects and do a more traditional superhero movie and Miller or uh, Reynolds and the writers were like no fuck that and so the studio said uh yeah we're we're going to go with the cheap one that is guaranteed <laughs> to make money so goodbye Miller I did not on. see myself siding with the production company on this yeah but yeah no they're right um so did uh did you guys watch the Logan trailer I did I didn't you did what? not. Oh. I don't know, guys. I'm, I, I, I'm so over X Men now. I, no, someone made me well, sit through see, Apocalypse, this, this and I'm so fucking done. This is I've been, different. I've been yeah. over X Men really for different. years, but yeah, this is really different. This is ba- this basically looks like a three hander. It looks like almost a stage play in terms yeah. of what they have three important characters. That is Logan. Um, I think it's called her name's X thirty twenty three or something. X twenty nine, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and Professor X himself, and. Following the success of Deadpool, it's rated R. Yeah. Now, what I'm hoping, this is obviously based on Old Man Logan, the comic book series. Yeah. Old Man Logan went to some dark places, yep. um, one of which being Hulk is still around, <laughs> and he decided that he really wanted a family, so he ended up kind of um, <clears throat> enslaving She-Hulk, who is his oh cousin, God. and he has this entire brood of like like partial Hulks, the Hulk gang, and they're all kind of inbred. Uh, and it, you know, and and Logan's still around, and Logan ends up killing all of those, all the all the uh, the Hulk brood, and eventually kills Hulk in the end. So I had no idea you were a comics guy. Uh, I'm not, but I, I know this one. I know a couple of them, okay. and I know this one. I, I don't know why I knew this. Know this one? Yeah, it, it ends with Hulk eating Logan, and yeah. Logan cutting his way out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Mark Ruffalo returned those calls. Yeah, probably not. So I, 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 I wonder if this is going to have anything to do with the series or not. I'd be okay with it didn't. Based on that trailer, no. Like, it did not look that noir to me. Well, it's also questioning where in the time is this? Is is this the Days of Future Past tam- timeline? Is this its own thing? I mean... I'm hoping it's the own thing. Because cause if you th- think about it, he says to Xavier, it's not like it used to be. There's nobody left. So hmm. all the mutants except for Logan are gone and X-29. Hmm. So... It's, it's interesting. We'll we'll see. I haven't. I mean, I got I got done with X Men movies a long time ago. I haven't watched a lot of them since then. So I can, I can see myself actually seeing this one in the theater. It looks pretty good. Um, First class, and you can stop. Yeah, well, okay. I watched. Um, oh God, it was like Apocalypse or something. Uh, yeah, X Men Apocalypse. Because yeah. I wanted to see it. And what I really liked about it, I mean, beyond the fact that uh, Fassbender and um, Scottish guy uh, did a really good <laughs> did a really good job. McAvoy. Yeah, McAvoy. Yeah, they're both fantastic. But it really moves Mystique. She is like the real kind of hero of this story. And uh, it was really kind of nice seeing a, seeing an X-Men movie with a young woman as the hero. It was mm. really cool. Like I don't think I've ever seen that, ever. I don't think J-Law likes sitting in a makeup chair, though. She looks so no. sad. No, she she spent very little of the movie looking like the comic book Mystique. Yeah. 
And then we got a teaser for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And that was... You didn't see much, but you you saw about as much as we did in that Red Dead teaser. And it was like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ather's rocking. I love him. Yeah, and little baby Groot. That was awesome. Little baby Groot. There's playful banter between Star-Lord and a member of the cast. Okay. They still got it. They still got it. And they're still using the fact that Dave Bautista can't act, and it makes sense for the character. Yes. Yeah. I find him delightful. He can. He can do pretty good stuff. Yeah, he can. I'm picking on him a little bit, but th- th- that character, I forget the name of that character now. Trax. I am not a princess. <laughs> do you need a hug? I said no. I think I said no. Yeah, that was, oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay, so uh, the big news of the week and our topic is that the Nintendo NX was actually announced this week. And it is exactly what all the rumors said. Um, I'm assuming that all our listeners are aware of what it is, so I'm not going to describe it. Um, but uh, there was it was shown in a three-minute trailer being played ex- exclusively by weirdly affluent millennials. And the trailer very quickly went up to 10 million views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it is coming in like five months. It will apparently be out March 2017, which you think is it kind of feels really soon. But, you know, more often than not, we get a console announcement at E3. It's out by the fall, so it's not much of a difference. Um, a, a couple games have already been announced as coming to it. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom is officially coming. Uh, Devolver Digital says, well, we're confident you'll see some of our games on Switch next year. Uh, writer Laura Dale says the Switch only has a three-hour battery life. Connecting it with the dock will boost its performance, and it has a touchscreen. Nintendo says, quote, direct quote from Nintendo, you shouldn't assume what you saw on the video represents actual game footage. Oops. Translation, we just hit a huge production setback, and we may not be able to do all this. (laughs) And, And there was an article in Famitsu that said, no, it is not backwards compatible with anything. Uh, in the package will be the right and the left side of the unit, the Joy-Cons, and there will be no classic controller in the package, and the battery life quote will be announced later. So that three hours sounds probably correct. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, okay, the good is that that trailer did a tremendous job showing you what it is. There is yeah. no confusion about what the Switch is like there was yeah. with the Wii U. Yeah. So Nintendo has learned from their mistake and instead of trying to be cute about it, they're saying exactly what the Switch is. It is a console that plugs into your TV that you can pick up and walk around with for a limited amount of time. Everybody understands what that is. Now, my question is, who is the target audience? Yep. Who is this actually for? Weirdly affluent millennials, yeah, Because apparently. you've not, got... not even that, but like, what, what games are going to be on this? How can you ask a dev team to, hey, have it work on a, on a you know, a... TV and also downscale it to an iPad. Well, I mean, I, I would hope that they would have it figured out that they don't have to change anything with the development for it. They would probably yeah. develop for the handheld version and let whatever hardware is in the dock do the upscaling for them. Yeah. So you're only making one version of the game. But the problem is, and you mentioned this uh, either in an email or on your blog or in a tweet or something like that, it was that yeah, was that, that, that as a console that plugs into your TV... How is this going to maintain or even approach parity with the PS4 Pro and the Scorpio? It won't. It cannot. They they are doing the they are doing the the GameCube the Wii thing, where and even the the, the DS 3DS thing, where this thing is so underpowered compared to the rest of the current generation, it will be half as expensive to develop for, and that's what's attractive to developers for it. It's what's attractive to developers, but people like eye candy. 
and a PS4 um, is pretty cheap now. Yes. And I don't... I like eye candy, but you give me, like, a Mario, uh, a Zelda, and maybe a Metroid that get, like, ten reviews, I'll think about it. But, like, mm. only then. Well, I mean, okay, knowing what reviewers tend to give Nintendo games, that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Assuming they ever make another Metroid game. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but... I'm, well, I'm the last Metroid game was savage. I'm thinking about the Wii, and I'm thinking about the Wii U, and I'm trying to put together five games on either platform that I really need to play, and I need to hit that number before I buy a platform, usually. Yeah. Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. That's one. Wonderful 101 is kind of in the maybe pile, but it's still platinum, and I got solid reviews. Super Mario Maker for me. Eh. I'm not that creative. I'm A on Super Mario Maker. I'm trying to think of another core Nintendo property that I actually give a shit about. Weirdly, the one that's most of attract most attractive to me is actually Splatoon. Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. But I don't care about Mario Kart. See, Mario Kart. Uh, the Mario Kart with good netcode would be like crack to me. I don't actually. Yeah, maybe. I don't actually care that much about. Oh, Mario and I Kart. also can't stand Smash Brothers. So. Oh yeah, no thanks. I think I've already voiced my opinion about Smash Brothers. It's just random no. crap flying at each other, and you've lost. Oh great! <laughs> I, I, I never got any hate mail from the Smash community, so we'll not tempt that one again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and I'm thinking about the th what gives me hope for the NX isn't the Wii or the Wii U; it's the 3DS. It's the amount of meaningful Japanese support that the 3DS has gotten, and Western support, come to think of it, yeah. um, in, and indie support, like the first place the SteamWorld games always release is on the 3DS. Yeah, like Pokemon's in a new golden age, apparently. That's right. I mean, imagine Pokemon in this thing, like a high-end Pokemon, that'd be pretty cool. Um, and what, what really kind of did not appeal to me, which was the antithesis of every console release, or every console reveal I can ever think of, is all they showed running on this thing was fucking ports. That's all they showed on it was was like Skyrim and Splatoon and all these games we've we've already seen. Apparently, there was a little bit of a Mario game we've there was, seen before. There was, yeah, it was about ten seconds of a newish looking Mario game. Which but you should about represent what you saw. Yeah. Represented actual game footage. <laughs> are, are you sure it was a new Mario game or no. is it a Mario game? They... No, I'm no, not sure. I'm not sure. But but most uh, most right most industry writers believe it was a new Mario game. Yeah, but yeah, like Skyrim was out. How long ago did Skyrim come out? 2011. There you go. Well, okay, five years ago. And, you know, Skyrim on a handheld, that's a cool idea, but... But it's I not need, really a handheld this... anymore. It's not really a handheld anymore. It's, it's, it's what not. the Vita wanted to be. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. And, and until the thing has a library that competes with the Vita for, like, a really kind of broad assortment of interesting niche titles, like a, a slew of amazing indies, here are some AAAs, here's some crazy Japanese shit. Until it's got that, it can't compete with the Vita for me. Yeah, they'll always be a little more prudish. Yes, they are Nintendo. They will. Well, actually, Sandman Kagura did start on the 3DS. Holy cr Really? Yes, it was, it was the original Those are some platform. great commercials. They, 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 they have been hot on the Binding of Isaac. Yes, I that. have. So what? They hemmed and hawed on the Binding of Isaac, but they went for that? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Selective. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, I don't want to be the HR guy that signs off on Binding of Isaac and gets a shitstorm for it. I can see that happening, but... Well, I'm kind of yeah. amazed it hasn't made more of a stink in the religious community. 
They don't know what it's there. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. If they did, <laughs> it is intense. Anyway, I, 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 my concern for this, and I, I don't want to see Nintendo fail because I am ready to come back to the fold. It's been a long time, but I just worry yeah. that it's going to be too expensive for a handheld, but not powerful enough to be a console. It's going to hit that middle area that no one wants to be in. <laughs> so, like, what do you think would happen if it failed? I, my dream to this day is to have Nintendo follow the Sega route and just make games for everybody else. I think they'll we, never do that because they want the control. Nintendo I think wants Nintendo's all control. war chest is still uh, strong enough that this thing could crash and burn, and they could still come out with a successor to the Wii and a successor to the 3DS and do just fine. Well, I I think this is going to be they they are never going to get Wii success again, ever. You don't think so? I don't think so. I, they, I think we they hit don't it the right. It when they've got DS success. Well, exactly. Yeah, but but I also see the this as them trying to consolidate their console and their handheld business. Oh, 100 percent. Like their handheld business has always been good. The DS, the 3DS are exceptional platforms, but they were paired with the Wii, which was like good and then gone, and then the Wii U, which was like a fart in church, and we wanted to be anywhere near it. Right. So <laughs> they're just. They're trying to pull this together into this Frankenstein's machine that that I don't I don't know. Weirdly enough, my big question about it beyond price is if you just have it as a handheld out of the dock, can you charge it? Is there a cord where I could sit on the couch playing this thing in my hands and not that's be running a, that's down the battery? Excellent question. Yeah, because when my PS4 battery controller battery goes low, I panic. Mm-hmm. I get into this like my cord's not long enough, but there's one way I can move my furniture around so I can sit on the <laughs> sit on the ottoman and still charge it. Uh, well, I spend no, a lot of bloodborne like that. You, you, you <laughs> buy, man, you buy an extension for a USB. But I'm cheap and I don't know where to get those. It's like Best Buy, Best Buy. anywhere. Yeah, well, well no, mo- monoprice.com. Well, yeah, Best Buy will overcharge you. That weird shape. Does anybody know? What? It's USB or oh, that little one? It's just mini USB. Oh, you don't oh, need mini the, USB. Okay, you don't it. need the mini USB. You, you just need a USB standard extension. USB. Yeah. You plug you plug the mini that came with your PS4 into your remote. You plug that cord into the extension. You plug the other end of the extension into the PS4. You now have a nine foot cord to your remote. Ta-da. Did I just blow your mind? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like since I got this thing on my computer and there's this one little program called DS for Windows. It, 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 most games work with the PS4 controller now, but it has this thing called Supercharge. Okay. That char- I've, I've tested it. It charged it from dead to full within like 15 minutes. Holy Ooh. cow. Yeah. Hmm. Neat. Makes, makes you think that the PS4 is not putting a lot of power out to the USB they're, port. They're not. <laughs> Overheating is probably a problem. Yeah, I'd imagine. So yeah, there's there's a lot of questions remaining about the Switch, which is not uncommon. But Nintendo are not getting out there ahead of these questions. Um, I I don't know that there is a lot of positive uh, positive vibes towards the Switch. There's just mo- mostly questions, mainly battery life when it's not on the dock, yeah. price, battery life, price, and genuine support because they put out a list of like you know fifty high profile developers <laughs> that are committed to supporting the thing. Yeah, they did the exact nothing. same shit with the Wii U. Yep. Yeah. Remember all those great EA games for the Wii guys? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so really, this is like my, if anyone is on the fence about the Switch, which I don't think anyone is. I think people are either definitely going to get it or like me, probably not. 
I would say wait two years. If after two years this thing has a library that you want to play, that's the time to buy. But until that exists, don't take Nintendo's promise for it. Because the odds of this thing turning into a Vita without the long trail end of support that it's gotten, like the fact that awesome games are still coming out for the Vita this week is kind of blowing a lot of people's minds. But that's, that's an unusual story. That the Vita is still getting amazing software. Yeah, tie it back to extra credits for a second. Their uh, "Why the Vita Fail" video is about two years old now. Yes, <laughs> still yeah. trucking. And and the thing is, looking at the video, I can't see any place they're making a wrong point. Yeah, they are making a lot of really really good points, and the Sony did make some mistakes. But anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> like but, in comparison to the DS, yeah, it was kind of a failure, but it's still chugging along. Yeah, making you and, happy. And the people who love it love it. Like and I still, that's all that matters. I, I sold some people on the Penny Arcade forums on Exist Archive this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about it, saying, like, the fact that I haven't played Overwatch since I got this game speaks volumes. <laughs> if nothing else, it does show that Nintendo has lost a little of their arrogance, that they actually made an effort in this trailer to explain what it is, as opposed to saying, being, saying oh, it's good, trust us. I still don't know what the Wii U is. Is it a stylus? <laughs> is it an extra screen? What? What? Things like it's a five whole pounds? New console. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think this thing's biggest problem is that it, um, the what's cool about it, appeals to people with high income. It appeals to the people who like the Vita. It appeals to the people who um, um, who, who want uh, the Xbox S who want, like, the newest, hottest thing. But Nintendo's core market are kids mm-hmm. yeah. whose parents buy this shit for them. Am I going to spend three, maybe $400 on what is essentially a super high-end handheld for my kid? Do I want to hand him this little touchscreen <laughs> and, say, th- and say, don't break it now? I think $300 is the magical price. It's $300 I, American. But looking at that tech... Seeing Skyrim run on it. Uh, Versus VR for the same price. Well, But do you think it'll be that price? Do it's, you think I it'll be two ninety nine? It looks about 300 bucks. It doesn't look like, doesn't look like expensive material at no, all. No, it really doesn't. I mean, Nintendo makes stuff with off-the-shelf products. It's what, Like you said, it's what they've always done. Isn't this a it, custom it, it NVIDIA like, chip? I think it actually... Well, maybe it is. It looks like it's made of the exact same plastic that this hand crank radio used to have. <laughs> I love It'll that last thing. just as long and yellow over time, just like the Super Nintendo did. Yeah. Now, I, I think it has to be that price because by the time it comes out, you'll have the PS4 Pro out, which mm-hmm. is, what, 400 bucks, mm-hmm. And sometime next year, you know, the, the Xbox Scorpio. The Scorpio is going to be out, and that's going to be 600 bucks. Um, Me, I will be surprised. 500 bucks? Scorp- it's going to be at least 500 I could see 500 for Scorpio. Yeah, because I, I I think Scorpio is going to be Microsoft acknowledging fine nerds. Here's what here's what you're asking for. Pay for it, and it'll sell okay. But that's um, what Sony did PS3. Yeah. <laughs> but that's They're what just going to go had. back and forth forever. I'm immortal. I can make them buy whatever I that's, want. Oh god, that's definitely what I'm sensing. And I'm wondering if uh, Neo coming out nowish, Scorpio coming out in a year, then Sony does another refresh a year later. Xbox is another refresh. Oh, that's going to piss me off because I'll be on the hook once a year for a new console. I, I am suck. wondering if there is actually kind of like a behind the scenes gentleman's agreement between Microsoft and Sony to do it oh, that way. This tango of death has always been fun to watch. Yeah. But yeah, so Nintendo. like. 
I you can't you can't really say that the switch is targeted directly at kids, or at least you won't be able to until unless the price comes out. Yeah, and it's that. Were friendly. there kids in that trailer? I can't no. remember. No one, not, not one. one. They were all stylish young adults, millennials or something mm-hmm. like that. They like to sit on the top of a bench like an <laughs> asshole <laughs> with their tight pants. Uh. Tight pants and naughty dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, as of this moment, with the information you have now, Chance, in or out? Out. Alex, in or out? Totally out. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out too. Like, that's new processor money. I'm not, no. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta yeah. super my rig. <laughs> I, I am out, but, but it, it, it hurts to say that a little bit, because I haven't played a Zelda since uh, Wind Waker. I haven't played a good Zelda since Link to the Past. Hey, Wind Waker Whoa. was good. I will fight you. Yeah. I didn't play Wind Waker. Okay. But I, I tried I tried uh, Ocarina. Didn't like it. Uh, didn't play Majora's Mask. Didn't play uh, Twilight? Wind Waker. Didn't like Twilight. Hmm. Didn't like um, the the one for the Wii. Uh, Skyward Sword? Didn't like yeah, pe- Skyward Sword. People were pretty split on that. Yeah, like I haven't played. The last really great, great Zelda game I played was called Okami. Yes, so oh, true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and Clover's yeah, gone. I now want too, more so, games, yeah. Japanese games that aren't in the anime mold like that. Hmm. Like it's such an interesting new art style that they used, which was technically an ancient art style. Yeah, like no, it was it was completely original. I love that uh, gibberish. That yeah. was great gibberish. Yeah, yeah. But you go you go back to it, you play it again because I've got the. Um, I've got the upport on PS3 on disc, and like there is literally a half hour of text before you start playing that fucking. Oh, game. I remember yeah, that game pissing me off. Huge. Yeah. It's so yeah. long. Yeah, but but once it gets rolling, holy shit, that was one of the best games of all time. Really, I love that boss in the end. And I haven't Cube. felt that passionate about a and any Nintendo game since um, yeah, since the Super <sighs> Nintendo. The last one that got me like that was probably Metroid Prime. Never played it. Oh I hear gosh. they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I only played the first two. I never played the, the third one. But the first, I mean, Metroid Prime, I was one of those people going, you, you can't do Metroid in first person 3D. It doesn't work. And, oh, no. It's it, it works. Does. It works really, really well. And, there and then, are... then they did that other Metroid that was supposed to be terrible. <laughs> there are people who love, love, love Nintendo, will buy mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is next. I guarantee you there's this woman at my work who will get a Switch, no matter what. No matter yeah. what. It could be 400 bucks. She will get it. Um, every, but... every console has that diehard. I mean, I'm, I'm down like that, that way from Microsoft. And it's just, it's more out of habit than anything else. Is that, oh, Scorpio, okay, here's my money. It's blind faith at this point in time that may or may not be rewarded, but... At least tend, she knows that she'll get a Zelda game and a Mario game. I tend game. to get the best of both worlds on PC. I'm pretty content. <laughs> yeah, yeah really, I, I'm not, I can't get viruses on my Xbox, though. <laughs> that is true. That you're oh, comfortable man. With. I've had yeah. some nasty ones, let me tell you. That would be terrifying to pick up some malware on my Xbox or something like that. Seriously. Oh, it was, it was great. It started renaming the files on my desktop just to fuck with me at first. Oh, was that, was that a crypto a crypto uh, wall? It virus? was almost intelligent. Locker? It wasn't really. It started blasting weird music. It, it was, oh man, it was That's weird. Terrifying. Shut yeah, it down. It was. Shut it down. I managed to actually save my computer and all my stuff, but like, ugh. 
Yeah. Which, which reminds me, what do we think of that epic DDoS attack? Hmm. It's I, I haven't gotten a straight story. Some sources say it's China. Some say it's Russia. That's mad about our election. I think it just proves that we haven't secured ourselves. It hasn't been a priority, I and it needs to be. I believe the U.S. government said they are convinced that it is not a foreign government in any way, shape, or form. What? It was just some dipshit hacker deciding to do it. I don't know if I believe well, that. That feels too comforting. Uh, see, what it is, though, is that it was it was a lot of the attacks was coming from the Internet of Things, from like mm-hmm. from cameras and yep. and and other you know, not necessarily computers, other things that had been compromised. So. I don't know if that makes it any easier or more complicated or what, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a foreign attack. It feels like some homegrown guy going, "Hey, I bet you I can get this camera to bombard this DNS server with requests." Yeah, and the the scariest thing I'd heard is the theory that it was a test that will be put into full effect on election day. Hmm. And I'm sorry. To well, take that's us there, not going but... to do. It won't a do whole hell of yeah. a lot. Because really the early won't. voting's been in the swing for like a month. Yeah, but what if uh, you know? What if uh, CNN sits down? We are confident and now prepared to say that the next president of the United States will be. Ch- <laughs> and you can't <laughs> that, get the answer for two days. You know, okay, I wouldn't... but wait, 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 it was it was what was it Bush Gore? We didn't know for like mm. a week yeah. or two weeks, and and nothing happened. True. That America and is like, nothing if not lazy. There isn't a single voting machine that's connected to the internet. They're that's not true. that stupid. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It's yeah. All... A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, actually, but my you, office they're, is they're like easy to vandalize from one the by internet. One. I'm sorry, what? My, I work in a government office. Our office is physically disconnected from the internet. Yeah. There are certain stations that can access it, but you have to go to that station and flick a f- and switch a physical switch. To connect to the internet. Um, if, if everything is like, apparently our nuclear arsenal is 20-year-old computers that no oh, yeah. one knows how to work with. I'm like, you know what? No, that's brilliant. Yes. Uh, security through obsolescence. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's that. a thing. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of amazed that we're all so negative on the Switch. Dubious is a better new console. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I want Nintendo games, but I want them on the hardware I have now. Yeah, that would be I mean, sweet. like, I've been starved for decent JRPGs. That's, like, the one downside of PC. All the good ones are PS4 exclusives. But you have a PS4. That is true. I, and every time I've tried to get Dragon's Crown, it's it's not out for PS4. Oh, well, add, Zeno, no. add, add Zeno Saga to that Wii, uh, that Wii U list, or that Wii list. Yeah. There's that one was... Xeno game that's supposed to be good. Xeno Saga. Xeno Gears. Xeno Gears. No, it was, no, Gears was the old PlayStation one. I thought it was Saga or... Was it Xeno Blade? Xeno Blade. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That was apparently fantastic. It's really good. Yes. Yes, yeah, right, Z- Xeno Blade. Xeno Gears was PS1. Xeno Saga was 3 on PS2. And then this was... Yeah. 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 And there was that like, fan thing. That, like They weren't going to you know, localize it. And everyone was like, come on. We bought the Wii. You fucking owe us <laughs> come on and they're like okay sorry fine we'll do it yeah and it did it did well enough for the sequel and everyone loved the sequel mm-hmm. so yeah but still not but, but that but that crop of games that are notable for the Wii or the Wii U is so small yeah like I again I can't come up with six I can't come up with five that I really need to buy that platform for and granted, I bought the Vita without that list. 
<laughs> I bought the Vita based on the assumption that Sony First Party Studios would support it, and none of the major studios that I really care about ever did. And it just kind of lucked out that the Vita became what the Vita is. But, yeah, for looking at all the past Nintendo consoles, I have to get to that point. And the last one I bought was the Wii, mostly because of Muramasa and the, the uh, port of Okami. Yeah, I'm way more likely to get a 3DS than anything else. Because hmm. there's a huge library on that sucker. Dragon's Crown's on Vita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How, how? What are Vita's going for? Are they going up or down? Uh, one thirty, I think, is a decent price right now. That's uh, not bad. Muramasa's on Vita. It's getting Odin. harder to find them new, though. Odin's That's what I was Vita. saying. Yeah, they might start oh, becoming man, collectors. What Amazon right now? Amazon. I have Amazon. real scratch yeah. these days. You might still be able to get an OLED off Amazon, actually. Ooh, the classic version. PlayStation Vita. Sony PlayStation Vita Wi-Fi uh, by Sony 298. Yikes. Yeah. More buying choices used anew from 108. Mm-hmm. Uh, certified refurbished does not have a price. I'd be nervous about buying a refurb console. Oh, I could uh, play no, Persona actually, 4 Golden. Oh, shit. One of one of my backups was... Uh, was it refurb? Yeah, it was a refurb, and it's just fine. Oh, here we go. Yep. Uh, yeah, I might get that for P4 Golden. 119 or 120 bucks, uh, PlayStation Vita Wi-Fi, uh, OLED screen. Not, yeah, I, not I, bad. Did Persona 4 Golden have like an open world going on? No, for it? no. I saw no, you riding a moped. Yeah, but that's that, what that is. I'm pretty sure that's like a um, a character event where you're meeting other characters. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, never mind. Um, but yeah, like P4 Golden. Oh, the the library is ridiculous on the Vita now. Yeah, actually. like I just started listing Vita, good Vita games. We'll be here for another hour. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but speaking yeah. of which, go ahead. Hmm. Like I'm just thinking. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't have a huge commute. There's not a whole lot of. If I had like a huge commute and there was like 20 minutes every day where I needed to just sit in a chair, yeah, I probably would have gotten it by now. Well, I don't. I never use it on my commute. Yeah. But. Um, but fuck, it's just so good. <laughs> if I went on a trip, like on a plane, yeah, I'd definitely think about it. Pick it up for like 150 bucks. Well, soon you won't have to worry about that question. The last Vita will be dead. Oh, no. <laughs> the last Vita sold in the wild. And the world will darken. Just slightly. I like Prophet of Doom, Jimmy Stewart. This is fun. <laughs> I I don't have your Vita. Your Vita's in Bill's house and Greg's house. Your your Vita's in the houses of all the developers who still believe in gameplay. Just take what you need. Just 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 five dollars. Oh, bless you. Here's an excellent platformer. All right, uh, <laughs> guys, I am starving. Yeah, okay. we've devolved to to one good and one very bad Jimmy Stewart impression. So I think that's uh. I think that's enough for the evening. Alex, happy you made it through traffic to join us. Me too. Part yes. of me is still out there. Yeah, I still in the car, frustrated, yelling. Chance, thank you for joining us. Well, that's my pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week. Bam. Bam.